0: On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks offseason kicks off and we got some big questions. Can the Mavericks make a big swing? How do they improve at center? What's the number for Jalen Brunson and more? Talk about all that and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Lynch, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Take me down. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you can subscribe to the show. And the best way to help us grow is to comment below. Let us know below. What's your biggest question for the Mavericks that they need to answer going into the offseason? Let us know that. Uh, also, I'll let you know right now that we are 5 days a week even throughout the offseason. So, we took we did our Monday episode early this week, but we are still going to be 5 days a week covering the draft, the free agency all through the offseason. One of us will be here at least at least one of us as we go on this, but uh, all that to say amazing selection reliable prices all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you and joining me as always my co-host contributor writer at mavs.com the center son the one more thinking what you got for me Isaac Harris
1: we're fully into the off season now fully some speculation fake trades somebody even already tweeted at us the other day and said hey what do you think about adding Iman Shumpert to this team <laughs> and uh so I'm like, you know, nothing says the offseason more like that. Sweet. It's um, definitely
0: the most possible free agency thing that someone's ever seen. like. He's out there. He's he's ready he's, to go.
1: He is dancing. <laughs> he is out there. Uh, I do want to say something real quick uh, on a serious oh. note. On a serious note uh, from yesterday. Uh, a lot of you guys listening to us on Tuesday. Yesterday was Memorial Day. And I just want to say uh, shout out and uh, just thinking about all the families out there, um, all the people out there who uh, have uh, friends or family uh, that have paid that ultimate sacrifice for our freedom here in the United States uh, and for uh, serving our country. And uh, yeah, just for, um, I know we've had over the past five years, we've had a lot of people reach out uh, that are serving uh, overseas uh, in the military and stuff. let listen to this pod, yeah, a lot of family right members. Yeah, some uh, right now, um, but specifically- Uh, to family members and people who listen to this pod uh, who have lost somebody um, sacrificing their life for this country and uh, for us. Uh, Thank you. And uh, thinking about you, thought about you over the weekend, obviously we're uh, a day past it now, but um, yeah, just want to say off the top.
0: Yeah. They had incredible uh, memorial at Katie trail. There was all these signs with all these people that had lost their lives in action uh, or killed in action or had just, you know, died and they had served and, uh, it was incredible just to to walk down like like honestly miles of the trail. There was just like big pla- like big posters and with names and pictures and faces, and it's incredible to see all the people that have have served this country. But, uh, incredible day. And uh, we also have to say that this is today for Isaac and I. This is our five year anniversary of starting with Lockdown Maps. Took over for Mike Marshall and Jake Kemp. Jake, don't call me Jack. Uh, we will do a, we're going to do a bonus episode on YouTube only of us reacting to our first episode that we ever did. So if you're interested in that, want to hear about how this got started, you know, the raccoon squad, all that kind of stuff. If you've always had questions about that, go check out that video. It should be on our YouTube channel right now. So go check that out. Uh, but today we're going to be focusing on the off season. We got big questions going into this off season. I know you do too. Again, comment below. What's your big question the Maps need to answer? Uh, and my first question is, do they need to make a big swing? And how do they make a big swing? Isaac, do we, do we think that they need to make a big swing? Is this like the off season to do it, or else you're kind of wasting an opportunity here?
1: Yeah, um, obviously, we, we kind of made our list. Uh, we knew we were going to do big questions, uh, plan it out ahead of time, but we didn't give each other our no. our questions beforehand. Uh, and so I have one that kind of goes straight with that. It says, do the maps run it back, or do they make big changes? Um, and this is why it's a question. I don't really have a a lot of answers to, to my questions. It's just, it's big questions I have for the Mavs this summer of how does Nico Harrison view this team going into next season, going into this off season? Are they viewing this in our fans are like, are you viewing this, you know, this season, this Western conference finals run saying, man, we were three wins away from the finals. We just need to run this thing back. I was reading, you know, Mark Cuban's uh, quotes um, to Dallas Morning News the other day, and he was saying how much, and it wasn't like an excuse thing. He just said, we really missed Tim Hardaway Jr. Like that held us back a lot in these last few games because he's like outside of those three guys, Luca, JB, and, and Spencer. He's like, that's our next guy that can create offense. That's our best. He called him the best shooter on the team. So I, are the Mavs viewing this saying, Hey, we were three wins away. Let's just run the sucker back. Let's improve around the edges a little bit. Maybe add a cheap center. Tim's going to be back healthy and let's let's make another deep run. Or do they go into the offseason saying, you know what, we're always star searching. We're always looking for that next all-star and we'll we'll consolidate and go get a big name.
0: Now, we did a an episode on Friday for uh, we did an episode on Friday about the exit interviews, about you know some of those Zach Levine rumors, about the Rudy Gobert rumors, and everything I took from Nico Harrison's comments at exit interviews is that was nothing. No, was that we know the answer to that question. I don't think they're just going to run it back. I don't think they're. I don't think this Mavericks team and this front office is just satisfied with okay, we're just going to run it back. We like the team that we have. We like the guys that we have. We don't.
1: It's continuity, Nick. <laughs>
0: but part of it. For sure, but they know they need to make some some changes. they need they, they know they need to they, they know they have an opportunity to take that next step forward. Now, is that a big swing like like what we think a big swing is or what they think a big swing is? And this is the answer to my question. Do they need to make a big swing? I don't think they need to but they should, (laughs) they should try, they should at least try and do their due diligence on everybody because part of the, part of the problem with some of these big swing moves is you have to have another team that agrees with it. You have to have another team that wants to do the same things as, as you and wants to, Uh, you know, to trade, right? Like you have to come to the agreement. They can't just sign somebody. This is not a situation where the Mavericks can go out and use Nico Harrison's connections and and one player just needs to make the one decision to come to the Mavericks. It has to be the Mavs agree with it, the players the Mavs have agree with it, the players on the other team agree with it, and then the, you know, and the other team agrees with it. There are more parties involved in this. And so I think they're going to try to make a big swing, but I I think that it's, it's tough to try and do it right now with the way that the Mavericks are. Now they can improve, but I don't know about a big swing, like bringing in another all-star, bringing in all-star player. We talked about the Zach Levine thing, trying to bring him in, how complicated that can be. What would it take to, to, to you know, to give him, like to go get him? Uh, it would probably take Jalen Brunson. And that's a big question for a, lot, for a lot of people. Would you do that? And we talked about that a little bit on Friday. But yeah, that was my, my first big question was, do they need to make uh, a big swing?
1: My, well, my only pushback to the, Hey, we, we know the answer from Nico is we also got the answer from Nico saying, Hey, there's a lot of teams with multiple all-stars watching us and him leaning into the, Hey, we're looking for fit. Not, not necessarily having to put all-stars around. So that that's my only thing of, that's why I joke about nothing. We did. It was a lot of great quotes from Nico, but it was a lot of like, Hey, yeah, we're always looking for all, but you know, there's all stars sitting at home watching this too. He's saying the right things. These are the exact same exact things you want to hear from him. But I don't know if I'm walking away from it saying, "Man, they're going swinging hard this summer." because if they run it back in the fall, I wouldn't be like shocked either.
0: But what does a big swing mean? Does a could a Rudy big- bear. Could a big swing like, be mul- like bring in m- multiple rotation players like try like take a couple of risks on a couple of guys and bring in some guys and say hey we're gonna get X Y and Z and bring in and swing that way. I think a big swing is.
1: Player. I think a big swing is two two to three of your rotation pieces now for one guy. Yeah, I think a that's big a big trade. swing for you. It's a big three- trade. Yeah, three. Because I don't think if you're going out and adding a Rashawn Holmes to your bench unit, that's a big swing. I don't think that's a big swing. <laughs> no. I, I don't think if you're you know putting Dwight Powell and Frank Nelikina together to bring in Rashawn Holmes, that that's a big swing. I think it's a, hey, they're, they're trading three guys for one dude. And you're like, all right, now now that's a, that's a swing right there. You're kind of risking something there.
0: My next question is, how much is Jalen Brunson going to cost? That's just a huge, big question the Mavs mm. have to answer in some way. Um, he is an unrestricted free agent. The Mavericks do have his bird rights, meaning Cuban is correct that they can sign him to more money than anybody else can. Now, here are a couple of contracts that I pulled that are similar to what Jalen Brunson could get, I think. Um, Terry Rozier, your guy. You, you've been really big on oh, Terry Rozier. He got a four-year, $96 million deal in August of 2021. And all of a sudden, Mavs fans hear that deal, and they go, "Oh, dang! Brunson is better than Rozier, right now." Keep going, <laughs> and uh, and so he should probably get a, a bigger deal than that for you know four years, a hundred maybe for for Brunson, Marcus Smart. He, however, went four years $78 million in August of 2021. So that was last offseason. So same offseason, Marcus Smart got four years 78. Rozier got four years 96. Marcus Smart could have held out for a, a bigger deal, but he ended up just settling and staying with, you know, with Boston, getting that deal. Uh Tim Hardaway Jr. got four years 70 million. <laughs> you compare, that's like a, a steal for Marcus Smart if you compare that to what Tim Hardaway Jr. got. And Tim Hardaway Jr. was even a steal at the time. Um, Fred Van Vliet in November of 2020, so the 2020 offseason, he got four years, $85 million, which which looks like an incredible deal for him. Um, And so you just start looking at some of these, and the only teams with $20 million or more in cap space right now would be Detroit, Indiana, Orlando, and San Antonio. And so anybody else, the Knicks or whoever else, would have to make some kind of trade or cap clearing move to get Jalen Brunson. do do a sign and trade, maybe like figure out something else to try and get Jalen Brunson. So there's not a, there's not a ton of suitors. There's not a lot of suitors that even have space right now, but uh, that is a big question about Jalen Brunson for the Mavs.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I, I think the number we keep on hearing, you know, it just keeps on rising a little bit of, Oh, is he going to get, you know, 18, you know, him and Dorian were in the same spot. Uh, you know, before the trade deadline is like, Hey, can you sign the extension? And you know, obviously Brunson's like, I'm going to hold out because I'm going to get more than 15 million a year. Dorian took the extension. He could probably make more than that if he didn't sign it now or sign it back then. And now JB's about to cash in. He's probably going to at least make, you know, 19 to 20 Lonzo balls. Another guy uh, looking at his deal. He makes around that same amount as Van Vliet and those guys, he he's going to make in this range. I think the question for me is what number would you be surprised per year would you be like oh that's a little higher than i than i thought that's one of the questions i have
0: yeah yeah it's it's a big question coming up let's get into some more big questions the big man is a huge question for the dallas mavericks how can the mavericks improve at center we'll talk about that and give some names coming up but before we do let me tell you about prize picks it's daily fantasy made easy the nba finals are starting on thursday you get over under on points rebounds steals couple of things for some of these players in um in no we actually do points rebounds and assists combined that one's kind of fun um jason tatum over under for game game uh, game one points plus rebounds plus assists 39 and a half for tatum
1: that's i'm taking the over
0: steph curry 37 and a half points rebounds plus assists over. If you go over on both of those guys, put down twenty bucks, you can win sixty. You put down a hundred, you can win three hundred dollars on prize picks. If you want to go in and get, get kind of fancy and say, let's throw in Klay Thompson. We'll do he is 26 and a half for Klay Thompson. Let's go the over on Thompson too. Put down 100 bucks, you can win five hundred, and you just keep adding to it. And prize picks, that's what makes it fun. Is you can add different players, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. For a limited time, prize picks has an exclusive offer. You get $50 for free. If a player in your prize picks entry scores a single point, use the promo code code. code nba again that's prizepicks.com and then use the promo code nba thanks for making lockdown Mavs your first listen for your next listen make sure you check out the lockdown nba big board podcast rafael barlow from dfw as well as richard stamen aka mavs draft on twitter we'll have him on here probably this week to talk about the draft but go check out them uh, on their own show locked on nba big board all right isaac
1: so I want to say this real quick about Brunson because I'm assuming we're going to move on to some other questions about the team. Um my my main question about Brunson is for the Mavericks, do they do they officially view him as a number two now? Mm. And that's one of my questions. One of my biggest it could be the biggest question for me in the offseason is hey, we know you're gonna pay him. Like that that's not a doubt. Like they have to pay him, or else they would lose him for nothing and they don't have you know money, anything. So they're gonna pay him. It's just do they view him as a legit number 2? Does that change how like all right, well we got Lucas 2. Now we just got to, you know, go around the edges or now we just got to get the big man or now or are they still looking for the Hey, we got Brunson. But man, we really like that other that that legit number two next to Luke on the wing. I don't yeah. I don't know the answer to that, but that's one of my biggest questions this summer. Anyway. Yeah,
0: that's a huge one, and it shapes so much. It goes back to your point of do you know do they need to make a big swing? Well, do they think they need to make a big swing? Because if they think Brunson is is their number two, then I don't think they think they need to make a big swing, right? Because then all of a sudden you're like, okay, we got the number two. We just have to improve around the edges and improve at big man, and then that's it. So that is a huge question. I hope that they don't think that, although Jalen Brunson in the playoffs, at least for that first round without Luka, and then a little bit here and there, his his numbers against the, the Suns and the Warriors were not as, okay, this guy's definitely a number two um, reassuring as you would, you would think. It was like 18 a game, something like that. Um, yeah. He shot decently well, but not well from three, and so... Um, maybe they, they look at those numbers and think, yeah, no, maybe he's he's probably better as a, as a number three, great guy to have off the bench, like a really, a really good number three instead of a, a number two, which is wild that we're talking about Jalen Brunson like this. Like, a year ago, we were not having these conversations at all. We were talking about can Jalen Brunson play in a playoff series.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Um, another big question, and this is probably the big one. We probably both have this one. What big man can they get and how, <laughs> right? Because I think it's not a matter of, will they get a big man? It's it's how, and which one can they get? Because Nico Harrison was very clear. We got to improve at, you know, at, at center, we got to prove, improve rebounding. We have to improve rim protection, have to improve all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. And I, I think I'll add another shade of that, of like how much of an upgrade at center that we know, like Nico was so honest about that. Like, if you want to say that the biggest takeaway from exit interviews and of one big thing, pull away from Nico's quotes is, Hey, he just put it on the table of, yeah, we, we definitely got to upgrade at the big man spot and, you know, Dwight Powell obviously is here in those comments (laughs) and uh, I hope not actually. um, But that's my question is how much of an upgrade at center are they wanting to make? Is this a going out this summer saying, Hey, we want to go add another guy to the mix. Hey, we want to offer 26 for, you know, 26 pick for Mo Bamba at in Orlando and say, Hey, let's just take a swing at, at Mo Bamba. Or is it a, let's take the big swing. Let's go after Rudy Gobert. Let's go after another guy out there. Let's try to get, yeah, let's try to get into the the market for Ayton. Let's try to get in a three-team trade with Atlanta and somebody else to where, you know, they get Rudy Gobert and then we get Clint Capella, which that wouldn't be as big as a swing as Rudy Gobert. But it's how much of an upgrade at the center spot? Is it a, a solid consolidation type of trade or is it a, hey, let's add a guy to the bullpen?
0: Yeah, so I'm just going to throw out some names. You tell me which one of these are are a big upgrade or just an okay upgrade.
1: (laughs) This could be rough.
0: Miles Turner. It's the name I've been throwing out there a lot. You know, Mavs fans (laughs) have been throwing out there a lot. Is that a big upgrade or is that just a a general upgrade?
1: I think Miles Turner's. Is throwing his name out there, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but he, here's the thing Dude, about that him.
1: playoff games. We'll,
0: we'll go. We'll go into a. And he's from Dallas. He's like he, like he lives in the area. We've seen him at at the Mavs practice facility for years. Right. It's not just this year he's coming out, but he's on that bad Pacers team and has an $18 million expiring contract. So he's one year. So if they if the Pacers know they're going to lose him for nothing, then they could be motivated to trade him. So that's why we keep bringing him up. And he can shoot yeah. the three. He defends the rim really well, can defend in space a little bit. And so he just fits really well with what the Mavericks want to do.
1: He'd and be a big upgrade.
0: He would be a big upgrade to, for, for me too. Uh, we mentioned Rashawn Holmes earlier, but he is a guy that has kind of played out of the rotation in Sacramento because of the, you know, the uh, Sabonis trade. He's got three years left on his deal, but it's a, a pretty – that's that's not as big of an upgrade, but it's it's a it's an upgrade for me.
1: Yeah, it's not as big as an upgrade. It's it's like, hey, I want to I want I'm gonna get like a free bird's burrito over Chipotle. It's an upgrade, but it's not like life changing upgrade.
0: <laughs> um, Christian Wood is a name that a lot of people in our YouTube comments have been throwing out there. He is an, he's at fourteen million dollars as an expiring. Seems like he kind of wants out. He's also in a contract here. It's really big for him. Uh, he could be motivated, but to me that. To me, that would be an upgrade at talent for sure. The problem is, what does he want to do? What does he want to be? Because he's in a contract year, he's had issues with that Houston team and the way that they wanted to use him. And I wonder if that would work well in the Mavericks locker room, the way that Jason Kidd wants to run the team. And so, I'm I'm curious about that with him.
1: Yeah, I'm on, I almost want to like plead the fifth on this one. I need to do a little bit more homework on him as far as his chemistry stuff. And yeah, I, I, I feel like I, s- I saw, heard, talked to different people and heard some weird things. um, And I just don't want to have a firm opinion on that. Like, it's one of those things where like talent wise last year, I was like, wow, man playing, playing pretty good. But I just don't know. And I, I don't know like what the cost would be to get him. But yeah,
0: these guys are straight up free agents. Now the Mavericks would have to either figure out a way to sign them with an exception or sign or just, you know, some kind of sign and trade with them. Um, first of all, Kevon Looney's available. Can't, I don't. I can't see that happening after the, the run that he just had, but I'll just throw that out there. Um, Mitchell Robinson is another name with the Knicks. He's he's an unrestricted free agent this off season.
1: Yeah, I'm intrigued. Yeah,
0: that would be a big upgrade to me. Now, and if
1: I'm Mitchell Robinson, I'm like, hey, so how much of a discount can I take to play with Luca? Uh, yeah,
0: and, and maybe they do like the one year yeah. thing. Like, hey, can I just play there for one year, up my value a lot, and then make it a you know. a, a built-in contract here for nico, myself
1: nico show us those relationships for- <laughs>
0: um there's a bunch of other names that i'll just throw out here um you mentioned Clint capella earlier as some kind of trade they have a neck of Okungwu. maybe they want to upgrade at that spot daniel gafford is a name that that sort of interests me with the porzingis trade for the wizards how does daniel gafford fit with with them rudy gobert is obviously a name we've mentioned a lot Uh, and then he's, here's other guys that are straight up free agents. So we mentioned Looney Robinson, Isaiah Hartenstein for the Clippers. He was kind of their, their third Mm, guy, but mm. then worked his way into that second, that second tier. He was pretty good for them. That's me. Give me
1: me Dwight over him. I was
0: gonna say that's like a minor upgrade to me, but I think it would be an upgrade over, over Dwight.
1: I don't know if you're rolling in the training camp saying, Hey, so we talked about adding the big man, you know, back in the spring and, uh, Hartenstein's the guy. I don't know if that's really <laughs> energizing the fan base. I'm not no, it's he not. had a good, good end of I, the year, but
0: it's not it, yeah. it's not, but it is a a better guy. Uh Thomas Bryant is another one for the Wizards. It's kind of interesting. That's one that, that's a little bit more of a, a risk. You're like going after a guy that's had some injury issues and say, Okay, we're, injury. We're gonna, he was fun though. But we're gonna try this guy. There's some old heads that are available, some vets. Uh oh. Nurkic, Drummond, and Whiteside are all unrestricted free agents.
1: Well, I think I just I don't know. <laughs> Um, I can't handle the drum and discourse again. I can't I was gonna say. Can we do that again? That was that was brutal, man. Um,
0: <laughs> and he's not the answer defensively. That's what I mean. He would be the answer for rebounds, but he, I, he's not playing in any. Like he couldn't play against the Celtics. Like they threw him out there. He got like ten rebounds, and none of them mattered. And so it's like, okay, we'll just take you out. Steve Nash just couldn't play him.
1: Yeah, I don't even know, man. I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's a bunch of other names I'll throw out there. Zubats is, has a a team option. They're they're gonna pick that up, but. Um, Bobby Portis has a player option, but just for 4 million, he's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Aiton's restricted free agent. Um, uh, Mo Bamba and Nick Claxton are both also restricted free agents. So those are a bunch of Ooh, names. We'll, Nick Claxton. Those are a bunch of names we'll throw out there. We'll do more deep dives into those, but it's a huge question. The Mavs need to answer coming up a couple more questions for me. What do they do with the draft pick? Do they pick somebody? Do they go ahead and, and trade it? And then I have another I have another question. It's not a big question, but it is a question now because we heard a rumor that the Mavericks are keeping two players, which means they need to get rid of another player. And so I'm really curious what happens there. So we'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of cars, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to get all the parts you need. Rock Auto can do that, and they can save you time and money with, while using Rock Auto. They're a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every single customer. They don't have different prices for, you know, mechanics that are behind the scenes and they don't have a different price, like front facing, public facing for customers. They have all that you need and they give it at the same price for everybody. Go explore their easy to use website today. Get the solution for your auto parts needs. Get them shipped straight to your house and go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? They know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com All right, Isaac Harris. We've been talking about big questions for the Dallas Mavericks. We talked about Brunson, we talked about taking a big swing. Big men, what's another question you have for the Mavericks in the offseason?
1: Um so this is kind of a one that it's not specific to an actual like player or a position, but will the Mavs tightrope is it a person-placeer th- save- thing? <laughs> It's a noun or it's a verb move, um, movie. <laughs> I guess save save money versus improve the team, mm. and you know paying the tax and all of that. So you know right now they're they're set to be a a top ten as far as payroll <laughs> team in the league next year.
0: Can they're I about can, to, can I punch this up ESPN version? Will Cuban spend? Will Cuban spend on the team, right? Like that that would be. How
1: crypto is going to affect <laughs> Dallas in the offseason coming up next? Will Mark
0: Cuban's new Shark Tank deals factor into the Mavericks free agency decisions, right? Like
1: Will Mark Cuban turn Spencer Dinwiddie's contract into crypto to save to help money on apps? the cap. <laughs> coming up next. But seriously, this so, is a good question. <laughs> uh, yeah, it just, you know, will they? I know he said he's gonna spend there's levels to that, obviously. To bring JB back at that twenty million, let's just say twenty a year, it's going to cost a ton when it comes to luxury tax, and it's just they're going to want to you know improve the team to have a deep playoff run. This expectation is going to be here for here on out as long as you have Luka Doncic. So I just will they try to tightrope it? Will they try to shed money but also say, hey, we 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 got better. You know, I know we traded Tim Hardaway, but we got this player for three million and we think he can be. You know, how much? really, how much do they tightrope the the cap stuff? Will it matter at all? Will we see some cap like moves that happens that we're saying, oh, that was just a cap move. Like you really just wanted to you know, shed that money so that, that's just one of my questions
0: here's my little like bonus question that I was going to throw out earlier or throw out later but I'll throw it out now so according to Mark Stein he said quote one interesting small scale sidebar to the Mavericks offseason plans covered extensively here on Friday he talked about it in his Substack. it's a must list it's a must read every single time for yeah. Mavericks fans you have to subscribe to it even though Isaac's yawning while I'm talking it.
1: it's great no I it's love it it's <laughs> very interesting
0: sources say that Dallas is determined to find the roster room to retain both Theo Pinson and Beaumont Marjanovic next season. Key figures in its team dynamic, despite their extremely limited playing time. So these guys didn't play a whole lot. Theo Pinson was a two-way guy, so he couldn't even play in the playoffs. But they want to try and bring those guys back because they were such a big part of the Mavericks' chemistry. We have talked about them so much. We did a bonus episode on Friday about exit interviews with Theo Pinson. We, we had Theo Pinson on the podcast earlier this year, just talked about how he's been so crucial, but for the Mavericks to keep both of those guys, they have to get rid of a, a player because if they're keeping Brunson and those two guys, and that means another player has to go. Trey Burke has a player option. Is he the guy? Frank Akina has, doesn't he have a non-guaranteed contract? for next year is that the guy that goes he had been kind of valuable for the mavericks or do they make a two-for-one trade and then and and are then able to bring those guys back so that's why it's kind of a smaller offseason question but if they do intend to keep basically if they intend to keep theo pinson then they have to trade or get rid of somebody else and who is that and why
1: yeah i I just i i really think they're they're making a consolidation trade
0: yeah and so is is that a, a is that trade for talent or is that trade a money-making, a money-saving kind of deal too, which is interesting thing yeah. to think about.
1: True. Yeah.
0: So true. Uh, my other, my actual big question though, my last one that I have here is um, what do they do with the draft pick? The Mavs have the 26th pick in the NBA draft. Um, I asked Mavs draft, Richard Stamen, who does he have around where the Mavericks are right now? He has Jalen Williams, Ishmael Kamagate. He has uh, Nikola Jovich. He has EJ Liddell and Jake, uh, he's a couple of other guys there too. ESPN had mocked uh, Jaden Hardy, the guard from the G League Ignite. The Ringer had Jalen Williams, the wing from Santa Clara. It's kind of a three and D guy.
1: Dude, this guy is the the combine darling. Okay, <laughs> so Jalen Williams. I mean, I think our guy Raphael even sh- shot out a tweet about him possibly moving up into the lottery. Uh, at this point, as as much draft content I've been consuming over the past week, if he's there at 26, I'll be shocked.
0: Now, there's two Jalen Williams, though. There's Jalen with a Y the from Santa Ar- Clara Arkansas, one. and there's Jalen, like like Jalen Rose or Jalen Brunson yeah. um, from Santa Clara. So that's the, the Santa Clara The Santa Clara one, guy is the one that's, that's flying out. And then the Athletic had uh, Marjan Beauchamp, fr- uh, the wing from the G League Ignite. So what yeah. do they do with it? Those are kind of the guys that are in the area. I didn't get too excited about any of them. Now, I haven't done a ton of draft stuff yet, but... I think they trade it. I think that they, they try to get your consolidation trade you're talking about. The reason why they made the Porzingis trade is to become more multiple and say, hey, can we take Spencer Dinwiddie and Tim Hardaway Jr. and this pick and trade them somehow for something that improves the roster?
1: Yeah. I mean, you could do it on draft. I mean, obviously, I've seen people, some people try to do the, all right, if you sign and trade Brunson with the 26, and like, all right, these are different timelines here to where. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to have so much, you know, because tampering does not happen in the league anymore. So you'd have to, you know, have all this stuff, you know, aside when you draft the player and like hold them and all this stuff. But, but it's, it's the guys under contract that, yeah, theoretically they could take a guy under contract right now on draft night and trade him with the pick and get another player or move up or move out and all of that. So, you know, could, Somebody at the top of the second round. Could they, you know, trade the pick, move back to get Dwight Howard in the offseason? I don't know. Never seen that before. Um, but you know it's like is that a thing they're
0: doing? <laughs> is that a thing that they would do now? Oh my gosh, that took me the offseason.
1: That took me way we'll, back. And we'll all all make the joke of oh, Dallas traded their pick and they got Dwight in the offseason. That's <laughs> something. Um, but no, I'm really curious about you know, this is obviously Nico's first pick. You know, first draft pick last. You know, last year was his first draft. We didn't have a pick, and um, <laughs> he
0: mentioned at exit interviews. He said last year was sort of like a, a mock draft for him, like a simulation yeah. last year because they didn't have a pick, and now it's the real thing. He thought that was funny. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, I, I think there's, I, I think there's two ways to look at it, though. I think you can look at the way you're looking at it and saying, yeah, they could use this as a, you know, a little bit of enticing to trade up one of their contracts and maybe go get a center. It's a consolidation type trade. All of that or you could look at it and say hey you're already in the luxury tax you're going to be pressed for like you don't have room to go out and get a free agent so why don't you use the 26 pick get yourself a, a wing or a, a a big for the you know Mark Williams was originally in this in this range he's not going to be there anymore yeah. but it's like go get most likely go get another wing bring him on your team he's cost control contract for the next handful of years super cheap and you say Please, let's try to actually have him serviceable. Please, unlike Josh.
0: Please be Desmond Bain.
1: <laughs> yeah, to where it's like, okay, well now we're looking at this guy making a, a couple million dollars that we wouldn't be able to get in, you know, in free agency. So I think that's the other other way to look at it too. Do you have any more big questions? Um, I do I don't think Mavs fans or Luka fans are gonna like it, but you know, is this the, the Luka the Luca offseason? You know, I, I think that's one of the, the questions of um you know, I think for the next couple of years is, are we going to see an off season that Luca comes in the camp? We know Luca has a a super crazy busy off season with a lot of national stuff. And everything and he needs the rest and everything, but is there going to be an off season? And is this the one that he shows up to camp? We all saw the reports. Like this isn't us just trying to like create something out of thin air here. Like all of the stuff that was very openly reported about his weight and stuff coming into camp. It took him a little bit to ramp up into the season. Are we going to see a a, a season or an off season to where we get swole Luca watch or, you know, it's thinned up Luca and it's coming into camp and it's like, Hey, it's legitimately the best shape Luka Doncic has ever been. Is that this offseason? I don't know. And similar to like the Joel Embiid discourse, you know, for a handful of years of, hey, will Embiid, you know, come into camp one year or whatever? Why are you drinking? We have a new drinking
0: game. <laughs> Is Luka going to be um, in the best
1: shape of his life?
0: That, anytime <laughs> somebody asks that question, take a drink.
1: But like I throw it in there, it's obviously not question number one for me. He's a top five player in the league. Like they just went to the conference finals and everything. But I think it's still a question worth asking because you know what if what if he comes to camp and it's the best shape we've ever been in? It's like oh we're we're getting that Luka locked in like early on and we're getting a MVP Luca from from the top. And uh, I don't know, just wanted to throw it out there. And will the Mavs have a seat at the table? That's a question that we could throw out there um, too. A, a smaller that question be, that for made next me laugh season. when you
0: said, when you said best, best shape of his life again.
1: A, a smaller question for next season. It's not really this off season. But how is Jason Kidd in year two? Because you look back a couple Huge. of his past few stops in Milwaukee um, even brooklyn it's like hey good first seasons in the second year is a little little you know a little different than the first year so
0: it, we've only seen it in milwaukee we haven't seen we didn't brooklyn was just one year and with the lakers he was an assistant but it is a it is a big question now his approach from everything we've read heard t- talk to people about is has been so different than it was in milwaukee yeah. that i i think it it should be better and his talent is a lot better than you know like it was like what, third year Giannis versus fourth year Luca? I was gonna like, say, I don't
1: a, know about that, but I mean but still, Giannis
0: wasn't as nearly the player that Luca was in Jason Kidd's second year that he is that Luca is right now, right? Like
1: Yeah, and and it's you're moving past the honeymoon stage. Like yeah. these players and you know, Rick Carlisle had been here for a long time, and then this is the first year without Rick to where, whoa, all right, a little different around here, you know. It's you know, little fun, little, you know, all the stuff to where, okay, now you're yeah, like two. Defense. You're back from the honeymoon. You're back from, you know, the islands or wherever you went for your honeymoon. It's like, oh, now we're living together every day. <laughs> and where's my toothbrush and art is this pile of clothes always going to be here <laughs> it's those type of conversations year or two that's going to finish
0: this home project you've been talking about
1: it's just going to yeah.
0: leave like i just i like to leave all the stuff in front of it so i can see it and be reminded to go do it and yet the home project doesn't get done and then the stuff stays yeah. there that is maybe not you it. really
1: just gonna leave your shoes there
0: like, <laughs> we we bought this whole thing to put shoes in what
1: <laughs> are you ever going to pick up those leaves or you just raked them for nothing
0: Oh, these are not these are not specific examples from Isaac and I's life or marriage. No, they're not. Never. Of course. <laughs> there you go. That's some big questions. Let us know in the comments below. what, what is your big question for the Mavericks heading into the offseason? season? Also, go, now thanks. For, hold on. <laughs> thanks for making Lockdown Maps your first listen. Now go check out the Lockdown NBA podcast. I'm on there on Thursdays. You can listen to some of the biggest stories covered every Monday through Friday in 30 minutes, free and available every you get your podcast. It's Lockdown NBA. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps.
1: Boom!